Hello, this is the Potter's Podcast, and welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm alright. I'm alright after today's results. Yeah, it's picked the spirits up slightly. I know after Leeds, yeah. But it's been, I think it's, I think we're safe. I'm not going to jump through the an hoop and celebrate, but I well, think we're safe. I'll just be happy when the season's done and, and we're free also. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we'll go straight in through from last week, so it's been an interesting week. Been another up and down, I said this last week. Well, I mean, we went to Allen Road where, you know, we thought we were going to have a, a good result. And we didn't. We got no. absolutely battered. I didn't, I'll be honest, mate, I didn't fancy us. Leeds, Leeds and West Brom, they playing on opposite days, aren't they? So one goes top, then the other goes top. One goes top, the other goes top. Leeds weren't going cut what's it ease off the pedal at the end of the day they want the champions and go up as champions so well I was surprised by the game I mean we started off okay to be honest we were, we were matching them we were doing his job we weren't creating anything but we were matching them we were, we were sticking in the game and then Tommy Smith dives in like an absolute fool yeah it's it's suicidal wasn't it really <sighs> and then as soon as that penalty was tucked away it was literally like well let's let's wait for Birmingham lads I think it's time to give up they were completely embarrassed yeah. in that second half. It's a shame because first off, before the penalty, the the clearance off the line, it was they were amazing. They were hanging in and, and defending right, and he had a game plan. It was working. So for Tommy to sort of do that, it sort of right on half time as well. Pretty much done all the good work that we'd done already, and, and like but, I say, you'd have sort of gone that game. And if we'd have lost two one, he sort of gone well. Well, I wouldn't mind if we'd lost two 0 or. 2-1 like you say I would have been like yeah I'm happy with that it comes it's... back to the fight thing again though doesn't it it's like I've seen a lot of people write this week on, online about it's effort it's not always about winning it's about effort if you've gone down fighting but we sort of just crumbled second half I well, can't I mean, even blame one player if there's some of the goals there's, there's six seven state players just stood still yeah yeah well we'll go into the ratings then because people have, we've had good responses from the new rating system so we'll go into it Jack Butland one two <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a good week this one for Stoke is it this one the Leeds game I'll give Jack Butland a three because he did alright in the first half he? I know I know he did alright but the second half he, he might as well have not been there really yeah. everything went straight through him everything like that and to be honest I think he was probably a bit at fault for two of the goals as well not being in the right position so mm. for me a three it's been generous but I'll, I'll give him a three yeah I think I'll, I was thinking four beforehand I, I, the thing is you can sort of point the finger at the goalkeeper a lot but I do think there was a lot of defensive mistakes and at the end of the day if you stand there and watch him play then they're going to score goals it's as simple as that exactly so, right Tommy Smith he's well it's probably going to be four again. Because the thing is, for somebody who has experience, should be doing them silly things. At the end of the day, if it's an 18-year-old right-back or something, you'd have gone, yeah, that's just his inexperience. But he knows better. He's got a lot of games under his belt, Tommy Smith. And to me, he's just... Well, it's just a massive mistake. And he must have gone in at half-time and felt bad about that. He must have done. Well, I'm giving him a two. So I thought you were very generous there, yeah. to be honest. I think he was at fault for the, for the start of the demise, really. Yeah. He was constantly overrun on the left side by a 35-year-old. And not good enough at all. No. Just simply not good enough. No. And for me, I, I don't really speak anymore because I'll, I'll go on an hour rant. So <laughs> centre-back, 
Danny Bat or uh, Baff or Boff or Bart or both. I'm gonna go for a five only because he did do well first off. I know obviously second off. It's a different story, but some of his clearances first off, he was... He as was, soon as there's any pace runs at him, he crumbles like he crumbles like wet paper. Yeah. He can't handle pace at all. It's just anybody, yeah. anyone who's slightly quick. It's, it's like the hardest thing in the world for him to do. It's unbelievable. And for me, I'm going I'm to give him a generous free because <laughs> he did do some good work in the first half, and, but he's a clown. He's, he's, I'm sorry, but... He just isn't good enough anymore. You could clearly see, and there's a frustrating rant going to come in here because this is where the club comes from me, where where people want to protest against Tony Scholes because he's the one who decided that Danny Bats was a better investment than Max Clark, and it drives me mental. Yeah. When you bring it in a thirty, is is he thirty? Nobody really cares, do they? Let's be honest. This is the thing with him. Nobody cares because. If yeah. he if he left next week, would you would you be upset? No. Do you reckon half the fan base would? The problem is, is that a lot of players that if they left, they wouldn't lose any sleep, or you'd win an eight on one four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as but that. We might change his mind on that in a minute when we do the second game. Uh, right, Nathan Collins. Well, young I feel, lad back in. Well, I feel a bit sorry for him because obviously he took him off. I did. Well, he took him. No, but he took him off for Chester, and we crumbled. Well, I know. Yeah. To be honest, I'm going to give him the highest mark. To be honest, I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to give him a five because, to be honest, as soon as he came off, we literally, we yeah. literally just like, right, give up. <laughs> because, again, he's got that pace that yeah. Batten, James yeah, Chester, they've got. So he's got a bit more in the He's tank. got more fight. He can keep yeah. up with those pacey ones a little bit better than them two can. Yeah. Chester came on way. You could just see Bielsa going, attack him now. They've got yeah. two 30 year olds at the back. They've got two 46 year olds at the back. Yeah. Go on, attack him. <laughs> So for me, five for, for Nathan Collins. Uh, Bruno Martins Indy, the forgotten man who everyone keeps forgetting is playing. Still in the wrong position. Well, there's, well, no, one else, there's no one else there. You're not going to put Josh Tarman in, are you? No, no <laughs> Again, I'll give him a four. Yeah. A fault for probably two of the goals as well, but let's be honest, the entire back line was at fault for half the goals against Leeds. Right, Jordan Cousins. I think he did a mass, massive amount wrong. The, the, the problem is, is once you start getting further up the pitch now with these ratings at Leeds, there's a lot of isolation for them lads. There was a lot of time we didn't have the ball. We were chasing shadows. I don't know. Cousins are supposed to be in there to to pick up in front of the back four. Yeah, he had a, he had the oddest task in the world on on yeah. Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday one. No Thursday, wasn't it? It's like an headless chicken at times. Yeah, um, I'll give him a five. Yeah. He, he tried his best. You know, he had no support from the back line, especially when Nathan Collins came off. There was a big line which he had to. He can't defend everything, and the fact is that he's not Macaulay, is he? He's, he's, he's definitely no Macaulay. <laughs> he might be a Deschamps, but he's definitely not a Macaulay. <laughs> right, so we're going to the midfield now. Um, on the right, Taris Campbell. How much are we going to give him one? I yeah. sorry, sexual lad. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. Uh, Tyrese Campbell on the right again, yeah. What did you think of his performance? I, I think I'll probably go for a five. At the end of the day, he didn't really have... He had a couple of chances first off, but he's another one. At the end of the day, we had very little on the ball. And the thing is, you've got to look at... At times, we were like a four-five-one at times, because we were that deep. And, and you watch like McLean dropping in at the back. 
Indy pulling in alongside Bath. We were so far in his own half at times, and you just think, all right, Tyrese, we know he's a good player. We know we've given him a lot of praise over this year, but the problem is he's given too much to do at times when he had the ball. He was isolated once yeah. on the right-hand side, and when he did get the ball, he had to run past four players before he even yeah. had a chance at breaking yeah. clear. We were we were that deep and that far back because we couldn't cope with their pace. Well, our defence couldn't cope. The whole team just... You could see, as soon as the penalty went in, the second half, and especially when Chester came in, you could just see them slowly, slowly, slowly dropping back. And I think it was the third goal where... I can't remember who scored it, but he was completely on his own in the box with five players around him. Yeah. Five Stoke players, not Leeds Stoke. players. There were five Stoke players around him. Yeah. He got time to touch it and shoot and no one was near him. No. You can't defend with stuff like that. And I know that'll go down to Danny Bat or Chester, but, you know... I'm just really frustrated about it. Right, Super Sam Clucas, I'm going to give him a 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to give him a 10. Three goals, 10 for Sam. Oh, anyway, before we move on to that, so, did you get, so I'll give him a four, Tyrus Campbell, because I just realised I forgot rating. I'm just going to go five, because he, struggle, he just struggled for any anywhere in the game. So. <laughs> Sam Clucas, again, same problem. Just yeah. too, too, I think too, the rest of the, the team on the attacking front, you could go with a five. I'd, I just think there was times where McLean sort of, I don't know, he was sort of in the game, then he wasn't, then he was thinking maybe he could create something, but another t- he just felt like they were just doubling up on him. Doubling up on McLean, doubling up on Campbell. Yeah, they were just, they, we, we were just, just destroyed. We no, we, we, yeah. no pace in the team, it was clear to see against Leeds. We were, we, it was like men against boys. Powell alongside him, again, four, probably again for... Nick Powell yeah. couldn't really get any movement going forward. Not really created anything. Um, again, midfielder. I mean, at times they were sitting back as a flat three, as as a free holding midfielders because we just couldn't cope with their pace and their movement. Yeah. It was the movement that's the, that, that was the change because they are a quick side themselves, Leeds. But the thing is, Bielsa has got them that fit, fit and tuned yeah. that they seem to know where each other are yeah. without even having to look. Yeah. And that's when you can see where. Why people like Pep Guardiola and other managers get obsessed by Bielsa and say he's the best. You can see what he's done at Leeds because they were the same. Most of that squad was there before he, he came in. Yeah. And you can see the improvement there. You hear different things, don't you, about what goes on at Leeds and, and you think he's very, he's very old-fashioned as well. It's like how he, how he walks to work and all that sort of stuff. It's like he's got this dedication to... He's got goals and, that, and everyone has to work hard. And I think, I think at the beginning he made them all go... And do an honest day's work or something. The players like on sides and stuff like that. He's he's got old fashioned sort of morals and he's made them all work as a unit and, and on and his spine. Yeah, like appreciating the fans and making it so that when you cross that white line, you give everything for it. And yeah, I can't I can't really. I know a lot of people dislike Leeds, but I can't fault Bielsa for what he's done at Leeds. So what are you gonna give Nick Powell? I'm going to go five because I think he was out of position. There's a lot of fives, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, you can't sit there and give him a two and go, he was terrible. Well, he didn't have the ball off the game. Well, I know it's the defenders that are all, that are all getting yeah. twos and threes. Um, James McLean, I'll give him a five, same as Jake Nathan Collins. Yeah. He, he tried. He tried to get us up the pitch. He was the person who put the ball in where Tyrus Campbell had that chance which he put over the bar. <laughs> Again, a solid five. I can't give any player over five and there is five no result. Yeah. So for me, it's definitely a five. I mean, what are you going to give him? 
I'll go five as well. Uh, that's another five. Five. <laughs> All fives. <laughs> right, last player. Striker, Sam Vokes, your best mate. You're, you're the man you want to be best man at his wedding. If he gets married again, I don't know if he's married or not. To be <laughs> <laughs> Might put some on the rocks there as well. <laughs> Who have you been seeing? <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, if, you, if you're two men who deliver you the ball are isolated, what's fixed on what chance has folks got? Yeah, I'll give him a five. Well, I'll, I'll probably give him a four, actually. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't get the ball. I, I um, can't judge him against Leeds. Um, he, had, he, he had nothing to feed off. He was just pinging the ball up. What can he do? He, he, I know he's quickened up a bit over the last couple of weeks, but yeah. he isn't messy. He's, he's not yeah. going to beat four men and put it in the bottom yeah. corner. So that's it for that. So all I can say is that result was down to Leeds spine again. If Leeds weren't spying, I think we could have won that game with a bit of fairness. Well, spying on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the famous spires, aren't they? Yeah. Leeds got caught for it. We just have to face facts. They're, they're, they're a team yeah. going up, aren't they? They're a team yeah. that they're alive. They know what they're doing. And for me, they're a Premier League side. So Probably should have gone up last season, really. They were already ready, weren't they, at the start of the season? I think them not going up is actually the improvement they needed just to tweak things to improve and definitely go up. The thing is, they sort of run out of legs, didn't they, last year? It was, I think it's a well-known fact that he trains them really, really hard and they said you can't do it at championship level because there's too many games and as the season moves on, you'll end up with burnout. It proved that last year that they started to wane towards the end of the season where he's obviously balanced it out a little bit this time and to me, Leeds are always going up this year. West Brom surprised me a little bit. I'm not sure if they did lose the other day. I'm not sure if they got battered to, to, to Wigan. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, West Brom have got a good young side. They've got some good young players coming through, but I didn't think they'd be top two. I didn't, because we'd beat them, haven't we? I think, they'll, I think West Brom and Leeds are up. I know Brentford are on fire, which is what worries me about next week. I mean, they drew yesterday to Blackburn as well away. So they've got Fulham on Tuesday, so there's a chance they could go up but for, I mean for Stoke it's clear to see that we, we need to just scrap leads right we'll move away from it now because it's getting me upset again and we'll move to today's results where we went out against Birmingham at the mighty Bet36 Stadium and we beat Birmingham 2-0 it's like chalk and cheese this is two weeks in a row now win, where lose, win, lose. I, I, I just don't think we, a squad has got the fitness to play two games a week that's what I think it is Seem to be getting results at home though, don't we? And now all of a sudden... It which makes no sense because there's no fans there, so it's not really an advantage goals, at the moment. Six goals in two games, so you can't really knock them for that. But the thing is, like Michael O'Neill has said this week, that it, we've got to just forget about the league and sort of make it so that we survive, concentrate yeah. on what we're doing to survive. I mean, I think Michael O'Neill probably sat there after the Leeds game and said... Well, we've got to draw a line under it. We've got some massive cup finals coming up. Mm. Leeds are going up. Just forget about it. They're a good side. And, and, and try and forget, move on. And the thing is, within the space of three days, they have done that, haven't they? And got yeah. results. And yeah. from what I've watched of it, it, they look comfortable and probably well, could have scored more. It's probably the, it's probably the most weirdest situation now being a Stoke fan is that we're beating teams we should beat to an extent. I know we, we didn't start well. Because I think it is we didn't start well. Because it is like pre-season and Stoke have never been, yeah. have famously never been good starters, which I said last week as well. I think we're now growing into it and we hit Birmingham today and I'll be honest, before the game I was absolutely bricking it. I yeah. was absolutely bricking it this morning. I thought, well, if we lose today and 
because all it takes now is just if we don't win our last three games, if we don't get a point somewhere, I think there is a chance we could get dragged in it because of Neil Warnock. There's no other reason. But he's lost the last couple, hasn't he? He, he lost yesterday. I think he drew the one before. But the thing is with him, he, he knows how to get a result, especially mm-hmm. in this division. And he's proved that against us as well. Um, I think, you know, a new manager's coming at Birmingham that I don't think he really knows what's going on. Um <laughs> But he's like, where am I? I thought Sam Villa. Rugby manager. I thought it was being the Harlequins. What we're doing here? But we'll go into the performance now. So uh, fantastic results. I mean, yeah, it should have been four or five. Really, it should have been another pasting. Really. So we'll go into the squad. So also as well, first championship start for Adam Davies, and we'll start with Davies. Did well. I'll give him an eight. Yeah, Matt's his eight. He, did, he was solid right through. Surprises me a little bit. I know you shouldn't judge players on previous performances, but what I saw of him in the cup, he looked dreadful at the time. But yeah, he, he looked like he made a mistake, but today, everything he needed to do, he did it. Yeah. No mistake. Clean sheet. Clean I, mean, sheet. I mean, I know Birmingham didn't create anything, but he did what he needed to do he, he, he held his ground especially that chance Birmingham had just before the half time whistle where he blazed over it he went out and forced the issue and made sure that they panicked and hit the ball quick Yeah. to me I, I, from just that performance I mean I want to see him against Brentford now just to properly assess what he is like as a goalkeeper because let's be honest Jack Bolton's going to go West Ham by the looks of it the talk says he's going to go West Ham because they're They've got Fabianski, who's now nearly 36 or 37 now, so they're looking, looking to yeah. maybe replace him. They probably know now that he's in his last year of his contract at Stoke, they're probably going to get him on a cheap deal. And to be honest, I think most Stoke fans, from what I'm seeing on, on the page we put up, that they just really glad want him to move. He's glad yeah. he'd move on now. Because I think he has been a chain around the neck. He's had a lot of money, especially for this division. And from the looks of it, we're going nowhere for the next two, three years. So the thing is, when, people on that kind of money. When Butland first signed for Stoke, if I remember right, we sent him back to Birmingham for a season on loan. Now, he when went he came, to a few loans, yeah. Leeds as well, um, and Barnsley, I think. Well, when he come back, Stoke were at their ice power then, but we were doing well in the league. Well, we had Bego, didn't we, as well? Yeah, at that time. we so had a good side. We looked, never looked like we were going anywhere for mid-table in the Prem, and, and we were all right. Now, if you look at the goalkeeping situation for England back then, we were very undecided what was going on. Well, Joe Hart was starting to flounder then, once yeah, his mistakes, mistakes. mistakes were starting to creep in. Yeah, at City as well he was. So he had a lot to prove. So when he did put the jersey on, he was decent for us. I mean, there's certain games he's, I watched him in where you think he kept his energy to he's, that good. He's not going to... For me, I mean, I know there's a lot of hate towards him at the moment, but for me, he's going to go down as a great goalkeeper as mine. He's probably, he's probably the third best goalkeeper I've seen in my lifetime Stoke. You've got Bergo, Sorensen, and then probably Butland. The problem is what a lot of fans are not forgetting is you have a look at it from his perspective. Not so many years ago, he was... Pushing for an England start and being number one. Oh, I think he was number one. Yeah. Well, until he got that injury. Now, that I injury was, was unfortunate, wasn't it? You've got to admit that injury was. It's, it's very unfortunate because Nick, pa- Nick Pope and Pickford came out of nowhere yeah. and pretty much stole that number one shirt off him. If his career was on the line graph, it's gone downhill big time. Yeah, since that injury, yeah. And, and the thing is, 
nobody knows what his mental status regarding his career at the moment because at the end of the day when you you put in the England shirt on against Germany to now you're playing Barnsley in the Championship and Birmingham so mm. it's a big drop in the space of sort of three four years to me if he goes it's like Davies he's got a point to prove mm. he's not played this season he's signed and not got a game he's got a point he wants to get out on that pitch and do his best to me, it was a good managerial decision, in my opinion, especially when Butland conceded five on the Thursday. Well, he was injured once, and the reason why Butland played is he got a neck injury, apparently, but That's... I secretly think it's he wants Char Davies before, yeah, no, I do. before he goes yeah. in, because he will go this summer, there's no question about it. If, if Butland's still at Stoke, if you start the next season, then I don't know what's going on. Cause... He really loves the golf club. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is with Butland, we had the relegation, he was expected to move, and I think he was the same as Begovic, because if you remember the year before Begovic actually did leave, he was supposed to have made a £20 million move to Man City, because Mancini liked him. Yeah. But then, of course, Mancini got sacked after the FA Cup, and was it Pellegrini came in after? Yeah. Who didn't fancy him. Yeah. So they just, he wanted him to carry on with Joe Hart. So the problem that clicked in is that we, we were then knackered then because it was at the end of that year his contract was up on his last one he wasn't going to sign a new one so we had to sell him cheap which again goes down to Tony Scholes but we're not going to go into that now because I'll, I'll start marching outside the back three six five we'll go into the squad then so we'll finish we'll go back to it so <laughs> Dave we give him an eight I'll give him an eight, eight. Yeah. Tommy Smith right back I'd give him a seven yeah, did his so, job overlapped pushed up the, up the wing yeah. put some good balls in I thought yeah. he was solid did, did his job today I can't, I can't knack, knacker him missed a goal or an assist which means I would have probably popped it up to an 8 or a 9 Yeah, but did his job grafted today you could tell he had a point proof but especially, especially after Leeds because yeah. obviously it was a, a bad result right Danny Bat well he got a goal today <laughs> I know I want to slap somebody else off neck this week so he gets a goal against Brentford yeah um, <laughs> Nick turned at the back post he can't really give him anything else but an 8 really got a goal well I'm going to give him a 9 because he's a centre back who scored a goal and he, he performed well today kept kept the striker away from everything he, he did his defensive duties again and this is the thing we do know this we've talked about this a few times that we know Delhi Batter's a good defender we know this but Birmingham had no pace up front yeah and that's what he conquers then. If he's played against somebody who's got no pace, he manages them quite easily in Juxovic, whatever his name is. He's got to be about 42 now. So I don't think you always need that mass amount of pace if your midfields can track. But the problem is with all midfielders, you could cut holes through at times and then they left quite open, the back four. And, and you see other teams and you think, he's not a great centre-off. But then there's like two centre midfielders who are running all over the place and well, tracking the ball in the modern game I think you do need you, you can have one defender that's a really good solid defender that knows how to do it and, but the problem is we're playing with two 30 year olds at the back we've got another 30 year old whose first choice who's injured in Shawcross and then we've got two young lads who you can see that O'Neill's trying to bleed them in yeah. he's trying to bleed Nathan Collins in Liam Lindsay's dropped off the face of the earth I don't know where he's gone since lockdown uh, I don't know if he's injured or got COVID, I, I don't know, but the, we're just not seeing him. Just Sammy. Yeah, so, like I say, I'll give him a nine. Sammy Van Gogh, I still don't know where he is. It's one day someone will find him. Next in line, James Chester. Still on the fence about him, I'll give him a seven. Did his yeah, job. I'll give him a seven. 
nothing nothing special nothing special no point signing just let him go let someone else have him no point Stoke signing James Chester if we we really want to do anything in this league we're going to have to start bringing Harry Suter through because his loan spell at Fleetwood he's been absolutely fantastic he has would you more prefer to see Suter and Collins line up next year no because that's too young I, I think it all depends on Ryan this is where it all comes down to for me because the the fact is we've got to sort that back line out it's got to be priority now we need a defence that can cope with football and pace and can cope with doing its job rather than the problem with dipping in the transfer market isn't it well I, I, I was talking about Anthony Robinson last week which I didn't know that he's been linked with AC Milan so I, I've spotted a good player but so have AC Milan so, <laughs> so I don't get think him on the coaching team <laughs> so I don't think we're going to get him but I did notice a young lad in Ireland that I did a bit of research on about a young left back called Leahy. He was supposed to be the best young lad. He's only twenty two. Sounds very Irish. He's Irish. He's Irish. <laughs> definitely, he's definitely Irish. But he's a young player that I like the look of, and he's a young left back as well. And I think for how much it paid to get him away from an Northern, well, an Irish team, you're talking what? Ten quid. <laughs> Half a million <laughs> for, for that much. I'd take that gamble on him. We know we're in financial fair play. He's twenty two. He's doing a decent job. And the fact is, Seamus Coleman came through that same way. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with Irish players, you know you're going to get 110% out of them. I mean, most Irish players, you look at players over the year, they're always grafters. Even if they lack ability, they always graft. You've only got to go through the Ireland team over the last few years. Robbie Key, they are always grafters. Last few years? Robbie Key, they're all grafters. They're always, they've always had hard working players and, and we need that shame on there's yeah. one of them and the thing is, is I think his contract's up at the end of the season and I've I know he's old but he's never lacked pace no, he's, Even always now, he's, quick, he's, he's always been quick yes he doesn't score a lot of goals lots of move not really he's been very loyal to Hull West Brom never played for Hull did he yeah when did he play for Hull played for Hull for about a year then left for West Brom I was about to say was it Reading for about 15 years <laughs> he's had a move around the country <laughs> Hull's at the top. He's had Hull and Southampton. <laughs> so he went from Reading up there, Hull, back West down. Brom. I can't remember who oh, was at West Brom. West Brom, right? yeah. Bloody hell, yes. I thought he just played for Reading yeah, and yeah. Southampton. <laughs> confused kids, where are we going now? <laughs> where are we going here? <laughs> yeah, I, I think something like that could possibly improve a bit. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we are getting into that same category of player, but... Like I say, this league, he's, he's been massively impressed in the Irish League. And I know what will happen. Somebody like uh, Bolton or uh, Middlesbrough will go, we'll take the gamble, and he turns yeah. out to the next Andrew Robinson. Mm. And I'm sitting here going, will you listen to me for one yeah, skulls? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, so what did we go with? So Chester, what did you do? Seven. I'll go seven. I'll go seven. So Bruno Martins in the left back again. And don't say it again. What, where should we play? Because <laughs> you said it now three times now. He isn't a left back. We know he isn't a left back. <laughs> he's a left back. <laughs> but to be honest, he is a left back because he's the only yeah. one we've got. Or do you want? I tell you what. Next week against Brentford, we'll play Josh Simon there. No, no. Can't no, I'm gonna have a word. I'm gonna say, get <laughs> no. timing in. Get timing in. He's probably the worst left back I've seen. He's, he's terrible. He's worse than what? He's terrible. The thing is, with with time though, that I'll I'll give him his due. He's young. It's the yeah. only thing going for him. Yeah. In time, he might improve because he's only twenty. You know, if you got a dog on a lead and let it go, mm. and that dog goes sprinting across the field, that's what I was like at Derby away with time. Come back, come back where you yeah. going. He, he liked running forward, but didn't like coming no. back. <laughs> coming back, you know. Right, 
Tap, you have to come back, Josh. Josh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you could run rings around him at the back. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. joking, we're not playing him. So what would you say with Indy? I think Indy played really well, I do get today. Yeah. I thought he played really well. The thing is, I've never doubted, I've never doubted him as a player because the thing is, when he first come in, he was he is calm on the ball. He doesn't fluster with it too much and he can get it up the pitch. And let's face it, He's a big enough unit, isn't he? He can hold his own. Yeah. But obviously, the problem we've said at left-back is the pace bit. Because as daft as it is, if we weren't short at left-back, but we were having problems at the back, I'd more prefer Indy at centre-off. I probably would, yeah. If yeah. We, if we did, the, pro- the problem is, I'm, I, the biggest problem with Martin's Indy is it's not his ability. I don't think he wanted to join this club in the first place. No, no. I, I think he was, when he was brilliant, and it, where we saw a proper good centre-back was when he came on loan. And he played yeah. alongside Ryan. Yeah, the sixth, when yeah. Ryan still had his legs. Yeah. When he, he came in. I thought, what a player. Got to get yeah. him signed permanently. But if you remember that summer, there was a long time from when he left on loan and he signed near enough the yeah. end of the window. And I thought to myself, I don't think he wants to come here. He's, no. he's waiting for another move, he is. And then right at the end, it was a choice between Palace and Stoke. And he said, well, I don't go Palace, so it's just a Mickey Mouse club down down south. <laughs> so he said, right, I'll go Stoke. I love an oat cake, I'll go <laughs> Stoke. <laughs> so he came back to Stoke, and I just never, I just never thought we saw the same player. No. I really never thought we saw the same as how good he was on loan. The thing is, we know he's got great ability, and, and today, that right winger had no chance. He had no chance. Every time he ran at him, Indy was there doing his defensive duties. My only problem with, right, with Bruno was... I don't think he wants to be here. And I, and I think He's another one that wouldn't surprise me if he goes. I, I think he will go. I, yeah. I, to be honest, I think he will go. I think if an offer comes in, he'll take the pay cut and he will get away from the club. Because he has... Even though it's been a signing that... He's, he's been loyal. I mean, he's, he's done four seasons now. If he goes, I can't see anybody sitting there saying good riddance because... No, he's, he's been okay. He's been, he's been he's reasonably okay. quiet about the whole situation. He had one moment saying... I should be playing at an high level, but then until he played in that level, and thought, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a few players who could probably sit there and say that, and they? Joe Allen. There's a few. We're missing him though. To be honest, at the moment, we are missing, missing him. Joe Allen. And, and to be honest, I was his biggest critic till Michael O'Neill came in, and, and now you can clearly see that we're missing him. Yeah, because the thing is, the Leeds game. If Joe Allen had played in that game, I think it'd have been more respectable. So I'm going to give him an eight. I'm going to give give him an eight time. I'll go seven. Just because he's out of position. <laughs> For God's sake. Every week. Right, so we'll go to the midfield now. Uh, super star, I think should be knighted. knighted. First day as captain today, Sam Lucas. Yeah, I love him. Play of the season. I want him to stay forever. I haven't had a name on the back of a shirt for a while. But uh, next, next, year, <laughs> next year, we're going to talk about the kit later. <laughs> if oh, it's no. true. But um, Sam Lucas... 10 for me player of the match goal as well. he got the assist for the first goal and I, d- I don't know what foot he is I genuinely don't know if no. he's left foot or right I don't we don't genuinely know what position he's supposed to play he's just a magical Sam, player go with you Sam go with you like I thought I thought there's been a massive improvement with McLean but the improvement from last season to this season and Sam Lucas, I think he's scored 12 goals now this season. goals and since his game. He's been brilliant to me. That goal he took today. He made it look dead simple. And yeah, it was he, actually a difficult chance. He reminded me a lot of James O'Connor. 
because I know he's ginger and everyone's going to jump at that. Like, well, because he's ginger. <laughs> no, he reminds me of James O'Connor a bit because he actually has got everything because he can yeah. defend, he can run with the ball, he moves with it well. He hasn't got a load of skill, but let's be honest, we're in the championship. But he's got a wicked left foot and his right foot's just as good. Him, if you give him half a yard out of the box, he'll, he'll destroy well, well, he showed you that. Yeah, he's yeah. on his wrong side and, and you can see the Birmingham defenders going, oh, he's left footed, just stay here. And he just whips it to the top corner and, so and he just puts his hand up and goes, yeah. We only had one touch. So, yeah, got bang. It the defender, bang, top corner, whipped it as well. It's nice to talk about a state player like that as well. Yeah, it's nice to know that the, he's been the shining light in another crap season. Yes. He, he, we've think, we've think... had negativity for so long now, but he is one person who we can actually sit and look at every week and go, yeah, well, Sam is our best player. It's our, it's it now he is, yeah. Just, without just... question, he's our best player this season, yeah. without, without a single question. Yeah. Player of the year. Well, I mean, that just cemented it then, you know, one touch, douche, Bang, have that. Come, have that. Yeah, and Sambo's going, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I wish I could get it on my feet, that's <laughs> Fantastic, yeah, t- 10 out of 10 for me today. Uh, but, uh, so, oh yeah, that's a question. We've got a question about, um, did you think he could be the next captain for Stoke? If we can keep hold of him, yeah. Because the problem is, there's another reason, isn't it, that we always forget when we're on about people leaving, is... Sam has been that shining light and teams will notice that because other managers will go, well, Stoke have been awful this season. Well, the lucky thing is it's his age. It's his age yeah. that helps us in that fact. He's yeah. 29 next season, which is sad because we're not, we're not, but we'll, it's probably going to be the rest of his proper career now until he starts declining. I can't see a club in the Premier League going, right, let's get Klukas in. But the great thing is about Klukas is where he plays, even if his legs do drop a little bit, his ability will be all right for us for a while. Well, it's his feet, isn't he? He's yeah, got this yeah. great... But, I mean, it's the first time since when that I can't remember where we've had a player that can cross a ball properly who's got a good pair of feet on him. Well, we haven't seen a good pair of feet since uh, Zonzi left, have we? Well, not in the midfield. I mean, Arnie yeah. was good with both feet, wasn't he? But, but that sort of... Central midfielder. Both, drop back, come forward. Like I say, we, we, we've, it's been very rare that we've had midfielders that are all rounders. I mean, the best one I remember is my favourite player of all time, which was James O'Connor. He was both footed, knew where the goal was, and could drop it on Drop out, could. Well, remember that time when he tackled Ian Bogey and made him flip in mid air? <laughs> oh, it's greatest day of life, I was at Bale Park. He came, he, honest to God, he went in that hard. I thought he, I thought he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He is the shining light, and, and it, at the end of the day, as much doom and gloom as we read every day, he is one person that you can be happy. I with could see him replacing Ryan as well as captain. I, I thought he did a good job today as well as captain, and and now we'll move on to another one. Jordan Cousins, another good performance today. Yeah, he did every every defensive line. He kept the midfielders at distance and. A good performance, a good eight from me. Yeah, I mean, he gets around the pitch really well. He's, he is mobile, and, and the thing is, he will he'll run back, he'll get forward, he'll help out. Well, the thing what I like about him is there's no quality in him. There's, there's, he's not going to score a goal or. Works hard, he works hard, but he's always in the right place. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed with Jordan Cousins. Even though, because you remember, he was playing as a wingy in League One last year. Thing to see him as an oldie midfielder and, and comfortably doing it as well. Yeah. I mean, Cousins is only in for one reason anyway, until let's face it, as Joe Allen not being fit. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing yeah. is, yeah. if Joe Allen's fit, he's back on the squad. It's a bit of an unsung hero, isn't he, really? And to be honest, with the recent performances of him, I'd keep him for another year. 
I would keep him for another year. Just just as that spare man in the midfield that you come on. Depends how he adjusts it in the summer, doesn't it? Well, it all depends, because, I mean... Well, let's be honest. Again, I'm worried about recruitments, which, again, we're going to cover after the... Planes that fly a banner over. Maybe we should fly one over the stadium. We need a left-back. <laughs> Terry Skull's going, what's the left-back situation? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll give him, it. like I say, I'll give him a seven. No, an eight. I'll give him an eight. I'll go seven. Seven? You've been yeah. very tight. We won, We should have won five now today. Yeah. You're an old man, please, but you give... You, you give a, there's better players on You give him a five for Leeds, but a seven for that. <laughs> yeah. Tight bastard. <laughs> um, right, so we're going to Nick Powell. Quite quiet today, to be honest. Yeah. Did his job, but he was quiet. Yeah, didn't need to do a great deal, did he? I mean, I think there's other players on that pitch that cause more problems. McLean, Klukas. Um, the thing is, Powell is very up and down, isn't he? He's got that ability to run the ball forward. Games he? go by him a bit sometimes. You yeah. sit there and get to the end of the game and go, oh, Powell was terrible. You well, just think, Powell's not done a great deal. Th- there's a reason for that today because Michael O'Neill quite geniusly has figured out that they don't like to play with width. So we were trying to whip balls in all the time and, and take advantage that they're not very good in the middle and defensively, yeah. I mean. But... Powell today, he was a bit of a bystander, but he was dragging players out of position. I think he was mm. a, he, he did the faint header which got Danny Batten for the goal. I, to be honest, I'll give him, like I say, I'll give him an eight. I'll give him a solid eight. He, yeah. he, he did his job. I know he didn't create much, but he isn't a creator. People keep thinking that Nick Powell's this, like, man, man, number too. 10 cam. Yeah. He, he isn't a number 10 cam. Yeah. He, to me, he's a centre forward. From what I look at him, he's like an old fashioned. Well, he wasn't working once, really. Well, he was, yeah. He was yeah. like he was behind um, Joe Garner once, and, yeah. and knocked the balls in from behind. He's a shiny light and an awful side at Wigan. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's to be fair, thing. Wigan are a decent team now. There's a couple, there's about four or five yeah. players of theirs on steel. You know, um, right. So we'll go to James McLean. Another had a good couple of chances himself, didn't he? Well, he hit the, the bar. He hit the bar, which would have been goal of the season, season if that yeah. Especially his right foot as well. Yeah. There, there is quality in these players. There's I don't know quality. why they don't show it every week. There's not quality in that haircut. Oh no, I don't know what he's thinking <laughs> with that haircut. Jesus, I, I know, I know, it's it's hard booking. There's waiting lists. It's not very much. I know. Yeah. It made me laugh because the Leeds match then we just watched the highlights. It was a slow motion bit where he was running and yeah. he was like bouncing. I thought, oh god. What oh James, <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, like I say, second place in player of the season for me, James McLean. Yeah, especially under O'Neill, uh, the difference in he was night and day. Yeah, but to be fair, the Nathan Jones was playing him as a as a left back. Yeah, <laughs> he, but even so, at times you could he, he he does work hard and he gets a lot of stick for his views. We've said it before, but yeah, we're not going to There's a player. That. There's a player there that in. To me, in 70, 80% of the games over a season, you know he's going to give you 110. He is. He's always going to run down that channel. He's he, always he has got quality. Yeah. I've, I've said last, like I did last week, I mean, he showed it again today against Birmingham. He had that chance where, like I say, he hit the ball from about 30-odd yards. He was moving well. And the thing is, I don't think he's a good Premier League player, which I've, I've said last week. But at this level, I think he's a mountain. I think he's yeah. a great player at this level. He's still got pace. He has, he has, he has, he has for this level. He, but he, he tires quickly when he does have to do a lot of running, and that is a bit of a problem. But that air's going to slow him down now. Well, yeah, it's not good for the it's not good for the aerodynamics, is it? <laughs> it, it, it just, but at least it distracts you away from his nose. 
So there is a, there is a shine. That's on. a bit tight. It's true though. It is true though. It's a shame, but it's true. Right. So up front we had Tyrus Campbell. Thought you were going to go with my mate Sam first. Yeah, well, that's going to go last because I know because you've got buy my cake now apparently on uh, Facebook too. He's not having a cake. No, he's got like that. How slim he is, he can have a cake. Yeah, he's got getting a cake. The fans say you want get that. Have to have a protein bar. Not <laughs> uh, <laughs> birthday cake one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. You know, like Tyrus, he, he's always running at the back four and he's always causing problems. I don't think he had a good game today. Mm. I, I don't. Do you not think today's game, once we've gone two up, I, don't get me wrong, I think we could have been three or four, but really? Birmingham never really looks like... They never looked like they were going to create anything, and to be honest, I'm really disappointed it wasn't 5-0. Mm. We had we had a couple of good chances, which we're going to go on to, on to the next player, but Campbell was quiet today. He was yeah. quiet, and he did have a couple of good moves, a bit of runs, and to be honest, he, he, he was doing a good job of moving the players out of the way when votes could get, get on the ball. But we were trying to play... Swinging in balls because we know Birmingham a week at that. It was a clever decision for Michael O'Neill, which we know we've got a good tactic, tactical manager. Well, that's what he's using Vokes as the target man now, isn't he? And to, I've noticed with Vokes the last couple, maybe not so much at Leeds, but at Barnsley as well, as he's a lot further up the pitch. If any first, with support. Yeah, when he was before, I kept seeing him. It's like a derby away. I was watching him going, you're receiving the ball and you're 25, 30 yards out from goal. and there's no one he's a target man don't get me wrong but I still don't think he's that old up player like Crouch was for instance yeah well, Crouch I mean? was like 9 foot tall wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big yeah, it's a big difference so like Vokes Vokes is I want Vokes I'll still on the penalty spot goal poaching waiting for a ball to be whipped there's no offside on it <laughs> that's what I want though I don't want him to be like holding the ball up on the edge of the pitch no because I want, I want him to do what they did today against Bim and whip the ball then and get it on his head yeah, yeah. get him in the right position that's what he is and the, the problem is that, like we've agreed before that the problem is with our squad is that as soon as we play anyone with pace the defence can't cope and the whole team drops back mm. and it costs us the game. We start getting battered then because we can't defend properly. Yeah. The thing is with Vokes, he hasn't got pace. He hasn't got rapid, quick movements. He has. He has got a good turn of pace and he can. He has, he's quick off the line, but he doesn't get any quicker. No. He, sort of, he sort of really slows down. But A lot of gears. Yeah, basically. It's like the goal against Barnsley. That was a quick turn of pace when he beat the defenders of the ball yeah. and slotted it back to Campbell. And today, he did his job well. But like I say, the, the problem with Campbell today was too quiet for me, and he's got to bring that consistency into his game. Do you not think today's game had a bit of a feel of a very end of season game though? Birmingham haven't really got anything played for. Well, they have now, yeah. They're right back in it now, Birmingham. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't see. There's, there's only three points between them and well us really. We're we're above one goal difference now, aren't we? So, I mean, like I say, Campbell. I'll give him an eight. I'll give him a solid eight. He did bits. He, he moved things out of the way. Yeah. And then we'll move on to your husband to be, uh, Sam Vokes. I'm going to go straight in there with a nine. Bloody hell! <laughs> I thought we were going to go five. <laughs> nine. He, to be fair, mate, he was good. I mean, I felt sorry for him for that either because it was a great chance. Um, he couldn't have done it any better really and for it at the crossbar it was unfortunate well, but... he, he had three great chances and, mm-hmm. and it, they weren't denied by wasting them he deserved a goal he, today he deserved a goal. he deserved a goal today Sambo so that, 
first half header, hit the ball. Then the second half, he had that left foot touch, the, the keeper had Palmer on the corner. He was busy and he was causing them problems and that's what we sort of wanted from him before. Um, because the thing is, you don't have to score goals as long as you cause problems. And he's caused enough problems today for us to get the goals elsewhere. I just think if, yeah. if he'd got a goal today, I would have been very confident next season. If he keeps that fit the line, yeah. that he could lead up front to wear that number nine shirt and keep the club going. Um, but I'm going to give him an eye as well. I thought he was—he was, he wasn't Lucas level, but he was—he played well today. I gave him the if he scored. Oh yeah, yeah. If he took a chance away, one of those three chances, which was unlucky, really. it was two great saves and a mm. hit the bar. So he was really he lost lucky. the head and he, as he comes in. He actually used a lot. He had to do. He had back to the side to get it on target. Was yeah, from such a close distance. He, it wasn't like he was running onto it and he's just got edit down. He, he was mm. he was coming on in on the side a bit and I've been, I've, I've, like you know now I was right right from the start of the season I said you give him service he'll score thirty goals a season anyway. give him the ball in the right place he'll score goals. Well, I mean I read this week that Phoebe's definitely coming back Stoke. Yeah, which it's kind of annoyed me now. I mean I was going to move on to that. So what we're going to give the whole performance of the game. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. We, we commanded. We, we were desperate for it. There was pressure points. on and we yeah. commanded the game, so I'll give it a nine. It. Yeah, we did. did Michael O'Neill. Well, we did what we had to, and in the past, we've been, we haven't. We've sort of got, oh, well, a draw, it's not really what's it. We've just gone and won the game, that's all we needed I'll to do. I'll give Michael O'Neill a ten today. Yeah. I think his tactics were spot on, I think. Yeah. He understood that they're not very good in the air defensively. Took full advantage. Vokes was causing riots. Changed the goalkeeper. Yeah, changed the goalkeeper, which I think I think Butland needs it now anyway. I think he's. I think to be honest, I'm loving him now. I, I loved his honesty this week as well. I think he's a refreshing change from what we've had. Yes, man. Yes, man. Or people yeah. are, are just not afraid to say what they feel. And if he, if we're crap, he tells you we're crap. At the end of the Leeds game, if there was any positives, none. <laughs> you know, honestly, no brilliant, no messing. Yeah. That's what I like, that's what I want in a manager. Yeah. I don't want someone to go, oh, you know, like Mark Hughes, well, the way the play went, we lost 6-1, Mark, yeah. we were crap, just yeah. eight. Do you think it was a penalty, Mark? Well, I um, sorry. Well, you stood on the top <laughs> You were next to me, too. Was it a red card, Mark? Oh, no, we couldn't get a Well, drink. somebody apparently found an interview with him when he played for, I think, Barcelona, where he was fouled. And somebody said to him, hey, did you see the penalty? He goes, no, I don't know. It was on you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Wenger was, was bad for that. Oh, Wenger I know. was terrible for it. I could have been match of the day, like put a, a TV screen with the Man United game on. So he's like, like watching another game. It's funny. Like, yeah, he it's, it's, it was terrible for it every time. It'd be a really bad challenge and someone would get sent off and what? Well, uh, I haven't seen it. And <laughs> Is that a French accent? Sounded <laughs> Irish like that. <laughs> well, we're going to see game. <laughs> where, have you, where have you been now? <laughs> oh, actually, I've never been Ireland, to be honest. I've heard it's expensive. Yeah, it's supposed to be pricey. But only in Dublin, so it's good call. Again, I'm all right. <laughs> right, so we'll go into the actual talk that Michael O'Neill said this week, where he's pretty much had a go at the board about the terrible transfers that have come in. He even made a joke about, well, they, they come in and go, don't they? <laughs> That's why I love him. So <coughs> Michael in the office now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, he's in a very strong position because 
he can stand up to the board because he knows the fans love him. This is the first time we've had a manager of power. I think as well, I think the board needs to understand that if Michael walks away, he'd get a job like that. Oh, yeah, instantly, yeah. yeah. We're going to be lucky to keep hold of him now. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. mind next season. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that he could walk out today and have a different job tomorrow. He, he could walk in anybody in the top six in the championship who says, right, we need a new manager. He could just walk in that yeah. job. Now, if Nottingham Forest said, right, we're going to get rid of whoever their manager is. Well, you've had 40, haven't you? <laughs> last four years. No, because the thing is, if you look at their history, they, they go English, foreign, English, foreign. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> like the coin. Yeah, it's like right. We've had an f- Englishman. We'll have a foreigner now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's go back. Let's, to let's go back English. to traditional. Let's get. But anyway, uh, yeah. So he, he came out this week and was t- was quite well, not quite very critical of the transfers that have been going on over the last uh, forever at the football club. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, there's been a lot of talk this week on Twitter, especially yesterday and the day before about protests around the club if Tony Scholes is still in charge. And to be honest, I am 100% behind them. If, if we don't have changed this season in the board, I don't. I think pro, uh, protests are well and truly justified. I, I really do. I'm with you in one way, but not in the other. Well, obviously, you have to isolate uh, you know, the pandemic. I don't want people going out there risking yeah, lives. Yeah, that's not my worry. It's more... The thing is, I totally agree with you. The prob- all, a lot of our problems are off the field. And something needs to change upstairs. And if he's gone at the end of the season, I'm with you. I, I'll be happy about that. But I don't think protesting is healthy for the club. Because you're going to get it. It's going to be on national press. It's going to be... Yeah, up. which is what we want. I mean, the, the fact is, if, you, if we sit down and think about it, it, it isn't a good situation, but the club's made it that it isn't that situation. Mm. He's He got a pay rise when he got relegated. The man's, the man's tried to fix every problem in one go twice and brought nothing but rubbish mm. in. The fact is, he should have been sacked when we went down. Yeah. A new system, a fresh system should have come in. Mm. The problem is, my worry isn't just Tony Scholes. We all know he shouldn't be in the club anymore. Every fan, pretty much all of them, know he shouldn't be at the club anymore. My problem is John Coates, the right man to run this club. That's where my problem lies. Mm. It's not so much Tony Scholes, because we know he's a clown and we know he should be out. My worry is, does John Coates know what he's doing? Yeah, I mean, maybe we should have adopted earlier in the season what I've seen elsewhere. Certain clubs where fans miss the first 15 minutes of a game to start with, just see how many people jump on it. Because the reality is, if you do that, you know, well, the away end's empty. Where is everyone? Well, they're protesting against you. What do you mean? Well, they don't want you in the club. Do you know what I mean? Instead of going out and causing mayhem and having banners outside and cardboard Not like last time where we smashed through, the, yeah. <laughs> smashed through the box. I think Newcastle did it about Mark Ashley. Well, Arsenal did it, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't turn up for the first 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and then they turned in. And then they turned in. Yeah. We tried to get rid of Enger, which has backfired completely because of the worst. Yeah. But I, I, my problem is, if we sit down and look at it, we know that we've had serious problems and it comes down to the board. It, it, it's not, let's be honest, do you reckon Nathan Jones wanted Matt Clark? Or Danny Bat. He, he would have wanted Matt Clark. Yeah, There's no question. When, he, when Tony Scholes and the board come out and go, he gets everything he wants. Well, he didn't because he didn't get Matt Clark. No. The fact is, we're not giving him the tools because we're not getting the man, the players, the, the players the manager wants. Yeah. Like when we go back to Terry Pulis, everyone says, "Well, the thing is, it was different when Pulis was manager because when Pulis was manager, if Tony Scholes said no, he'd just go above him and ask Peter himself." Yeah. That's the difference. And since 
Pulis is gone, there's no affection there. So John Coates only has Tony Scholes to advise him because he doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. And that's where my problem is. I'm just worried that we're in a position where John Coates is now running it, but doesn't really know what he's but doing. Exactly, Tony is, in a way. That's, yeah, in he's way, the CEO, yeah. yeah. So the problem is now Tony's got more power than he's ever had before. Because yeah. before, Peter was the chairman, who, let's be honest, did a fantastic job. Mm. Got us in the Premier League, kept us there, got us in Europe, got us in the FA Cup. But then as soon as John has really stepped in and become pretty much vice chairman and runs the club now, Peter obviously is the wrong age now to be doing that job and Alter. and deserves to retire. For me, I'm worried because what are his credentials to run a business? Mm. That's the thing that I'm worried about because, yes, he's got money, but that's thanks to his sister yeah. and half his dad. I don't know if he's got any histories of being a successful businessman. I'm not mm. sitting here judging him saying he's... He's this, he's that. Because so there's no be... question, he, he does love the club and he does want to see the club going forward. But it seems like they're just throwing money at it yeah. instead of being sensible at what they're yeah. doing. And that's what's worrying me now. Because it's taken us from ninth in the Premier League and near enough on the verge of League, league One. And we I don't know yet, do we? Well, still, I, think still, we're uh... sa- I think we're safe now, but you never know, do you? Yeah. I, said, I said that last time. <laughs> we lost five lots of leads. So I think the situation has become, I can understand the protests. I'm not 100% behind them at the moment because I'm going to give them time. If, if, but if Scholes is in, is in the CEO position next season, I can, I'll probably 80% behind them protests. Yeah. Yeah, something's got to change at the top, hasn't it? Because we can't keep bringing this dross in. The thing is, if Denise jumped on, I'd be over the moon. I'd, I'd be so confident we'd be back in the... I think we'd compete in Europe if, if Denise Coates jumped on. Because the problem is, Denise wouldn't have any of Tony Scholes' rubbish. She would have been out the door after we got relegated. The thing is, she's a proper businesswoman. She's the genius behind the Coates family. She's the one who's made them all that money. She's the one who's turned Bet365 into, into a global, multi-million pound internet-based yeah. gambling site. John Coates hasn't done that. Peter Coates didn't do that. Peter Coates was a successful businessman, don't get me wrong, but it was like a wheeler dealer. Build that up and then sell it, build that up and then sell it, build yeah. that up and then sell it. Three foot bomb. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Whereas Denise Coates built a multinational successful yeah. business. So I could understand where Peter was, was going when he bought the club back. He, had, he, he knew his, his time eventually had come up as the owner and he wanted his children to take over but I guarantee you what he did he's on that board as well as mm. as well as John yeah it's not at the end of the day it's probably one of the hardest businesses to run football club uh, it's not it's not as simple as every other job no that's the thing because Dave Whelan's son did it at Wigan didn't he and grandson, his grandson his grandson and yeah. he didn't didn't hack it didn't cut well, it well he sold the club didn't he because he, he just didn't know what he was doing no. and, and that's what happens sometimes just because he's the son of an owner who's done well yeah. i.e. like Peter Coates i.e. like Dave Whelan it doesn't mean that he knows what he's doing yeah. and this is what's worrying me now about John Coates because the problem is he's probably sat there going I'm not going to ask my dad like, like I wouldn't yeah. if I need I don't know I don't know sort a door out and get it fitted in and all that I'm not going to ask my dad because it's just because I'll think to myself well it makes me think like I don't know what I'm doing so he's asking yeah that's like, I wouldn't ask my dad about let's face it my job you wouldn't ask me dad about something to do with the building trade. I'd ask him something about a car. Yeah, because he's a mechanic. He knows what he's doing. But yeah. anything else, I wouldn't say. 
Do you know about no? Because that's just a kick. Well, yeah, yeah, Peter Coates does now. <laughs> that's one of what he's done for thirty yeah. odd years. But yeah. but he hasn't, and that's the problem. So the only person he knows in that board level or around him that, that can help him. But it's a business that can change. That's the difference. Not like me asking you a question about something you do. Yours pretty much is the same as what it'll always be. Same as my job. You can change the way I start skimming or putting doors on. Oh, well, you can, yeah. You yeah, can but anything, only yeah. yeah, but only slightly. What I'm saying is with a football club. It's very much like, I don't know, like a restaurant. You could change the menu, you could change the staff, you could change what what you sort of what your audience is. It's the same with football, you could you can go one way or the other, can't you? Well it's you like can change the brand, you can make us more global. It's it's like um, I've said this before. Someone said to me, How how do you run a football club, right? And I said, Well, this is the way it is, you buy a new house and you've got nothing in that house, you've got nothing in there. What are the essentials? So you need a bed, cuckoo, settee, washing, all them things. But instead of buying a a kettle, we're buying a pan and hoping it turns into a kettle. We're buying a a poof and hoping it turns into a sofa. You know, that's what it's like, though. It's like we're trying to do everything with the cheapest budget. It's like I buy an £8 bed and then, and then start moaning when it breaks apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not my fault. I only spent eight quid on it. That's yeah. what it's worth. So I can't... Made, made out of sugar, <laughs> <pay>. That's <laughs> what I mean. And that's where it's come down to over the last couple of years. So, like I say, things need change. They massively need change. And it might need changing because it's been leaked on Bear Pit today and all over the internet. We've shared it as well on our group page. The new home kit, apparently. Well, if Poundland did tops. Well, I've been after a new tea towel for a while. <laughs> I hope that's not the new home I'll kit. I'll tell you what, that's a, I don't even think it's a league one top. Probably a conference top. Wow. I'm hoping it's just a joke that someone's put up to just thread around and see if it goes on because it's like a red and white top, but the, the straps have got another sort of stripe on them mm. it's not a nice top it looks cheap so to I, be honest it's like someone's won a competition at school draw a kit it's just awful which really annoys me now because I looked at them Hummel ones and everybody loved them that Hummel one was yeah. gorgeous the yeah. home and the away and yeah. then I thought oh have Macron gone have Macron gone and then it's like no. oh no they haven't gone they've decided to make it over horrendous shit maybe social media will pick up on the Hummel shirt six months too late and go when did Stoke wear this kit he never did that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's just a joke. I don't. I don't know. It just looked cheap, and I don't know if the contracts run out at the end of the season and Mac going having a laugh. Yeah. It just looked like a four pound. Like I say, if Poundland made shirts, mm. that's what it looks like for me. Yeah. The thing is, you always get in the, this time of the year at the end of the season, don't you? Different tops that appear. Some look great, some don't. If it's that one. There's going to be a lot of dusty shirts left on the club shop. I can't see many people buying. Well, I mean, getting back to the shirts, I still think the worst quality ones we've had was those New Balance ones. The black and green one, and the, the quality on them was dreadful. I don't know, this lot's not very good, mate. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the macro. I, I will be bits. Honest. So I, many people say to me about the badges falling off and everything else. Plus... You can be what size clothes are you? I'm a medium, I am. Right, you need five XL. You can size. You just think, what? It does, it's, it does cause a lot of problems because I, I don't know what size they have now when I order stuff on. 
can't just buy it when it's handed as top. He's just ring him up, can I have a large please? Yeah, Sam, get delivered. It was of everything, yeah. wasn't it? But Macron, it's, it's Italian sizes, they they must be like a diet. <laughs> they must fit a little bit. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Because the thing is, it's hard, it's hard at the moment now since I lost weight because you've got rearrange, you've got to change everything your trousers, your mm. tops, everything. But it's like, I mean, always remember when I bought a 3XL and I thought, mm, it's a bit snug, this. I'll have 4XL. It was like a tent, it was down to my knees. Yeah, yeah. Next size up, it's like a dress. Well, the funniest thing was the Clock Sport one when we got promoted, the yellow one. I got <coughs> them both in the same size. And the away top was like six times bigger. It yeah. must be a misprint because it's massive. Yeah. It was like coming down to there, but the, the home top was coming down to where it should do. Yeah. I was like, well, they can't be the right size. But uh, Showing it by a tent? I probably did, yeah. It had fuller on the back, whatever. <laughs> But it was here. Uh, I used to like my Coxsporties at the time. They were all right. Well. They were all right, weren't they? I mean, it's better than Macron, isn't it? I'm not a fan of Macron. They had one in the, was it 2006? It was the, had the, the gold championship writing on. That was a nice shirt as well. Oh, the, that was Puma. That was, was Puma? Puma, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice top. I liked the Puma ones. Yeah. I, I really did. The, the quality wasn't brilliant, but they were nice tops. Mm. The club, nice. the club shop stuff was quite good on that, that, that time as well. There was some good... I had a Sir Stanley Matthews zip-up hoodie that was nice. With mm. Sir, just a little logo of Sir Stanley and that was it. Nothing else like it. I think Stoke lost the rights to that. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I, I think the problem was this Mac one. Like, I did like the seasons. I did like them. But I, they just look cheap to me. They really look cheap, the Macron ones do. Especially the first season, the first season one they had, where it was that blue one with those stupid, like nineteen sixties lines across mm. it. They, they're trying to be, well, I'm trying to think of the word. They're trying to be classic, but not getting it right. Yeah, it's like Joe, you know, like Umbro have got those like old classic tops, but make them look like decent. Yeah, they're just not doing it. I think they should. I think for all the money the fans pay on tops I think the fans should get a say what it looks like or at least like entering sort of thoughts about what what you want I think I think there should be a committee of fans there but the council meeting should have but saying that they're all in the 50 there should be some kind of say if so if they release a shirt people don't like it well it is yeah you could just do it on the sentinel where you like this look at this one but then it reveals it early or they could just make four prototypes Put them not telling the results, but then we'll see which one you like one, yeah, yeah, and then slightly change it so it's yeah, yeah. better or seventy percent love that one, but only twenty like that one or whatever. So we'll yeah, go with something. Instead of just releasing like. something that no one likes and you make no money off it, because yeah. the problem is now they've got, especially in the championship, to sell shirts, they've got to look good. Yeah, for fifty odd quid, for fifty, 50 odd quid, saying, especially yeah. as people, especially at the moment, are losing faith at the club as it is. Yeah, you need to have a nice top. When Leeds went down, they actually brought designers in to make their kit nicer to keep people buying them yeah. because they've got to be better looking than ever before because you need them to buy them at a lower level. That's what the club needs to do, really, is have a look at that. But if that's that, if that's the true home kit for this season, I'm, there's no way I would probably wouldn't buy it on the cheap. No, no. What do you think of the yellow one? Oh, the training top. Yeah. Mm, no. No. Just look cheap. Yeah. But I don't know if it's because of the pictures or it's the wine because they look cheap. And the thing is, I'm going to have a look. No, I can't see a mock-up. It could be a genuine shirt. I've just had a look on the website, see if there's any shirts similar to that. Someone's taken the mech and put it up. But Save me 50 quid then. I don't know, it might be real.
Um, I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> Perhaps we'll discuss transfers now, just a quick talk in. There's not really been a lot of news of anything, really. Well, the trouble, the trouble is, I don't think we, aside, we still don't know when um, we are going to go back into normal, do we, really? As far as next season's concerned. Still no word on sort of next season, season's tickets or anything like that, is there? Well, I mean, to be honest, I think there's only going to be a month rest and then we kick back in again. Well, I haven't really heard much. I know it sounds stupid. I haven't really heard much about COVID lately either. I know it's not, like normally it's always the first thing you hear every day, first thing you read on Facebook. It has sort of quietened down a little bit of late. I know it's it's quite strange, really. I mean, we've been less like looking round and it's still a bit up in the air. But the rumours are that. We've only got three games left to play, and that. But I don't know when they're going to kick it back in because then they're having a quick double tournament for the Europa League and the Champions League. The thing is, though, you've got under, you've got to look at what's it as well, and you've got to look at the fact that um, you're putting sort of twenty-seven to thirty thousand people at, at most stadiums all in one place. What you can do, social distance, seat to seat. It's a big ask, and they need everybody back in as normal. Otherwise, it's just I don't know. I just don't see it working. Um, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. I don't know if they're going to be. I don't know if they're going to be sharing the season tickets so one week one person can go, one week and other people can't can go. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do that. There's been talk of that. I don't know if it's going to be back to normal and everyone's allowed back in. I mean, everything's slowly reopening now. I mean, the gyms are back open at the end of the month. And then they're probably hoping that there's going to be a month where cases drop or go back to complete normal after a month. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, they're letting the beauty industry kick back in, but they can't do facials, they can't do this, they can't do that. And you're just thinking, I don't know, when's it going to end? To me, I think we're over it now. Personally, I do. The thing is, they're sort of still moaning about certain people doing certain things, but people are spending, you allowed how many people are in your household now? From different households. Oh, six, I think, six. on top so, of my head. I don't really know, because I haven't been following it anymore. You've got, you've got Luke at it as me, me and you come and do the pod. Right? You go work tomorrow, I go work tomorrow. So I'll meet, say I meet six people tomorrow at work. People I work with, other trades, customer. If I go screw fix or go somewhere, forget some bits. You're going to meet more people you don't know. So what difference does it make anymore? You'll meet everyone at work and there's a lot more people at your work than mine. Yeah, there's probably about 120, 140 exactly. people at work on my place. So then multiply that 140 by everybody they've well, seen over the weekend. We had a, we had an outbreak the other week. Um, well, not an outbreak, just one person had it and then there was a scare this week, but that person had a test. So I think the, the difference is now that they, they've dropped the numbers that down so they can actually start testing people now. Yeah. Which means people aren't just... Just get them home. Just get them home for two yeah. weeks, and it's now they can Walking test them, and they come back. Yeah. Oh, well, before I forget, Joe wants to mention Joe Rhodes from Wales. She wants to mention big Vale fan with Don Bolton been taking the mick all week, especially after Leeds. So you've got to mention what a Vale fan. Mm-hmm. She wanted to mention this week. How much is she paid you? Uh, <laughs> not anything really, but she'll have to owe me a cake now to get in a mention. I've got more than a cake for mentioning a Vale fan. Well. I think you're keeping someone from me. Yeah, I'm definitely not a Vale fan, don't worry about that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> well, so what do you think, man? I, I don't think I can tell on it. God's sake. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying now? Yeah, so 
it is strange that there's been no rumours at all at Stoke. Like, there's literally nothing. I mean, Chelsea have signed four players. All on the verge of finish. Well, it, it's different than the Championship to the Premier League. There's not really a massive amount. It's, it's about half a million between positions and stuff. It's not a big thing like in the Premier League. I mean, like, who, who's going to want to come play at Stoke in League One? Yeah, but we're not going to go down now. That's the thing. And it, it, I just don't understand why we aren't even being linked to players. We're, I mean, there's been no solid link now since... Chris Brunt, and that was about what well, Covid was happening when, when that rumour came along. Well, trouble is, normally we buy most of our players off a golf course. Well, who <laughs> were these golfers? Stephen Ward. <laughs> Ashley Williams, he come in. Yeah, he was alone, he didn't he booted him straight out again, so it didn't matter. I, th- I think that, I don't know, I just find it a little bit strange that we could be kicking back in the end of next month. But we haven't been linked or signed anyone. It's all gone quiet on due for leaving as well. And he was somehow back in the team again. He came on. He was on against Leeds. He's super fast. I don't get what's going on. I, I, th- I think that I'm just, I just find it a bit strange that nothing's happening. I mean, there's there's players I'd sign. There's quite a few what we would bring in. But like I say, it's, it's got to be sensible. I mean, we all publicly know now we need a left back, like you keep saying every time Indy's mentioned on player ratings. <laughs> which it does need fixing I mean if it was up to me I'd just pay Wigan whatever they wanted and get that Robinson and that's that's what I'd do get a steady young international left back in that's what I would have done what worries me is, is um, for the last couple of seasons we've sat here and said how many would you get rid of and you gone 10 plus how many do you think you're going to get rid of 6, 7 I just think we're in that same boat again mm. Well, there's, there's a few that we still need getting off the books. And well, a few have returned this week. Beric Fowry's returned this week. Um, Maurice Bowers returned this week. Yeah. And I think Kevin Mim is supposed to return, but hasn't, because we don't really want him here. But I didn't like what Beric Fowry did this week as well, because he got 100 followers or something on Twitter or Instagram this week. And he put, he put like a kit up with 100 followers. And he, he wasn't at Bristol City anymore at this point. He was now back at Stoke. But he put a Bristol City shirt up with a hundred appearances on. That just seems desperate. Like, please yeah. sign me. Please, please sign <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I think he's got. You know, like Michael O'Neill's made it quite public that he does want to give him another chance. Give him, a, which is the third manager that might fail with. Give him a game. Because the game. And uh, you got Mike. You got Boric, Moritz Bowie. Couldn't even get in the Celtic team. And there's another one that could get off the books, hasn't he? He's got he's got two years left on his contract, though. He's he's another one that he's probably gonna have to go out and loan again. Yeah, he'd have to. I mean, what's Vin wrong? What's his contract? He's got he's got two years left at the end of the season. Could well, really bought him two years ago, didn't? Yeah. Well, three years ago. Five year contract. Give him a five year contract. So five, five year contract to give him. Yeah, and he's what's he played? Fifteen games, sixteen games. He's the complete indicator that our board needs to change for him. He played that money for Spurs. No, he only played five games for Spurs, but we paid eighteen million for him, even though they only, even though they only paid three point eight million for You'll him. Love it here in Stoke, stay for five years. <laughs> You'd love an oat cake the size of you. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, I don't, I don't know. It's quite. I've, I've never known a club apart from maybe Sunderland as badly run as Stoke. We are getting to Sunderland stage, aren't we? We, we are. Yeah. Uh, we're just missing a, you know, Stoke Till I Die TV series. Yeah. Yeah, and some dodgy footballers. 
I mean, we've got plenty of them. <laughs> plenty of dodgy footballers. I mean, a player that we never thought we'd see again has had two appearances in the last two games as well, Lee Gregory. He's coming to the fray, hasn't he? He'd be another one straight out. Yeah, game. I'd get rid of him straight away. I think he's... But he's signed a four-year deal, three, four-year deal. Wow. I think so. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he did. No, no, it was a two-year deal, which means, yeah, we probably can't be in top, one of the top ten for the worst strikers we've had. Well, let's be honest, where was the last time we bought a good striker? Beatty. <laughs> Rob Crouch. <laughs> and the legend that was uh, Dosselin. Wow, he was poor. <laughs> the, the thing that makes me laugh more than anything, something like Joe was on about it, about footballs, and, and we're going, well, Stoke got in Europe and we bought Hosselu to sort us and get us up there permanently again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same mentality of what you've said before. He's cheap, get him in. <laughs> It, it, it just it's never about ability because the problem is it is money over ability, ability that's yeah. the problem managers have been missing out on the number one picks and yeah. it just keeps really costing us I really want some bosses uh, it's like going to a manager going right oh I really need I really need um, Fernando Torres well, we've got Darren Bent for you. What do you think, Darren? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just how it is. It's <laughs> yeah. like going up to Ferguson and going. Do you want that Darren Fletcher? Uh, not Darren Fletcher. Do you want that with Vanessa Roy? Well, we've got a better option for you. I've got Michael Ricketts. We've got Ricketts here. Come on, look at this lad. It's just. It, it, it's just yeah. But that's how it could have been. Because if you go back to them times, that's when Ricketts was in form. And you could have. Yeah. If you had a board like Stoke, would have gone, yeah, but Ricketts is. He's only 9 million yeah. where Van der Stoke's I was literally wondering who told Liverpool that David Ngog was worth it. Oh, what a player he was. Legend for Bolton, he was. That, that goal in the quarterfinal. I think it was the only goal he scored. But anyway, we're rabbiting on now, so I think we'll wrap it up. I think that's another one. Yeah. People have been asking for a longer one now, so we've gone to an hour and 15 minutes, as people say, which is too short. So we've gone through it. Too short, we're too long. I know, there's a lot of moaning, I've got to be honest. But it's it, Moan if we moan, moan if we don't moan. <laughs> <laughs> and we moan anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so that's been another episode. Thanks for listening. We're always um, happy to have you on. We've got, like I say, we've got a Facebook group, we've got a Twitter group, Instagram. You can join us on anything there. We're, we're still open for fan interviews. If anybody wants to come on, we're not contacting anybody anymore. It's up to you now to get in contact with us. Just send us a message on the Potters Podcast on any platform you want. We're definitely on every single um, podcast platform now. Definitely, because I've checked. <laughs> I've twice. checked twice. I've checked. Uh, there was another one I didn't hear of, which was Acast. We're now on that. Acast. <laughs> That's the future. Acast. Never even heard of it, but we're on it. Um, definitely on Spotify. So, like I say, it's up to you. Though it's it's uh, the podcast is for you. So if you want us to talk about anything, just ask us. I always put a question out on Twitter or Instagram, so where you can have your say. And like I say, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.